Welcome to the Womb Happy Hour with Lorraine Giordano. It's time to connect with your feminine energy center, your own body, to achieve anything that your heart desires. It's a discussion about a place you may have not discussed so much, the place down there. Now, here is your host, Lorraine Giordano. Hello and welcome. Cheers. Hope you're having an awesome day. You're listening to the Womb Happy Hour. I'm your host, Lorraine Giordano. I'd love to connect with you. You can like me on Facebook at Inspired2Health. Follow me on Twitter at Inspire2Health. And check out my website, InspiredToHealth.net. And if you're on the market for a unique t-shirt during these summer months, check out my Operation Save Uterus t-shirt. It's definitely a unique look. All right, so I am back Um, I was on vacation last week. I was in Cuba and I wanted to just send out a special shout out to Enrique Avila Gonzalez, who is a uh, well-known painter there. And I said I would say hello to him and I just wanted to say a special hello. And um, on today's show, we are going to talk about and play with perimenopause and menopause. So on previous shows, I've kind of touched on menopause here and there, and some guests have talked about it. Um, But today we're going to talk about it in a little bit more of a playful way. Uh, We're going to stretch into the topic. Um, Because you might be wondering, Lorraine, why would we be playing with perimenopause and menopause? Well, if you're not paying attention to your physical, mental, spiritual health, along the way from at a young age to when you are older and arrive at menopause, you could be gambling with your health um, pre, during, and post menopause. So it's important to kind of have it on the radar. Um, And, you know, let's say if we were living during medieval times, uh, back then, you know, fashion wasn't too strong. Um, Food wasn't too plentiful. Um, Living conditions were really tough. Quality of life is really tough. So, you know, life expectancy was pretty low. Um, So you could see why after a woman popped out a few babies, there wasn't much time, you know, after a decade or so, they might keel over and not make it. So the lifespan was was very, um, a lot shorter than it is today. So for women in America, the average lifespan is 81 years old, around 82 years old. Um, So we're living a lot longer. So it's important that we kind of shift um, the taboos, the kind of silence that still exists about talking about menopause, perimenopause. So let's play a game. Um, And I'm going to be posing some questions if you listen to um the show maybe three or four weeks ago where i played the menage a trois game asking questions about sex um we're gonna talk about we're gonna i'm gonna pose some questions related to perimenopause and menopause just to keep you on your toes um see how you're uh how you're how open you are to receiving it or whether you're in it already, how comfortable you are in it. 
So let's take a moment, close your eyes, take a few deep breaths, breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth, get out of your head. And then if you can imagine pulling energy down into your body from your head, down your neck, down your torso, down your spine, past your womb, past your hips and buttocks, down your legs, and bring it all the way down to the soles of your feet. A couple of deep breaths. Great. So now let's play. Let's play. So, and the fellows can play too, because I think there are a lot of stereotypical um, judgments about perimenopause and menopause. So, I'm going to say the word, I'm going to say a word, and then with your eyes closed, and if you're just breathing, being still, if you're driving, keep your eyes open. But how does the word menopause, how do you react in your body? What words come into your head? Any images? Do you feel any tension in your body? How does the word menopause feel for you? Take a couple of deep breaths. And now when I say the word, whether you're 10 or 92, um, just notice how your body's reacting. Um, Take a couple of deep breaths. Now when I say the word perimenopause, I mean, some people don't even know what perimenopause really means, but perimenopause, how does that land in your system? Any images, any words? Does your body move forward? Does it lean back? Do you feel tight? Do you feel like, ill? I don't want to worry about that. So it's important to kind of, um, and this is just a simple little, little trick we just did, but it kind of uncovers certain um, feelings or certain reactions to what a lot of people consider, let's say, a disease or a condition. Like menopause is really not a, a health issue. Menopause is just a, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a point in a woman's life where she no longer has her period. And it's natural. Um, so one other quick game. So our ovaries, obviously, the, the show is called The Womb Happy Hour, but, you know, I'm a big advocate for all the girlfriends around the uh, womb. So the ovaries play such a huge, important, vital role in the production of hormones, right, of estrogen and progesterone. Um, and so, you know, a lot of times, are you really thinking about your ovaries on a day-to-day basis? So regardless of whether you just hit um, Menarche, you just got your first period, you just had a baby, um, or you're in menopause, your ovaries still have an important role in your overall health. So close your eyes, take a couple of deep breaths. And if I were to ask you, so right now, at your current age, what do your ovaries look like? And I guess the fellows can't play this game. <laughs> but um, for the ladies, what are your ovaries, if you had to present an image, what comes to mind? What, what do your ovaries kind of look like? 
if it's a flower, if it's an animal, whatever it might be. So now, get that image, and then going forward in time to when you're in menopause, what would you see your ovaries as? Like, what's the, what's the image? Does it change a lot? Because your ovaries relate to your fertility, stores all your eggs, but it's also a big producer of hormones. So we're going to get into how your ovaries kind of are important to your menopausal phase as well. But overall, I'm just saying, I do think that menopause gets a huge bad rap. Totally. I think it's kind of silly. I'm going to even say it's kind of dumb. Um, because, well, let me pose it to you this way. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. In the United States, what's the percentage of women in the workforce who are menopausal? Is it 5%, 11%, 20%, or 28%? So for those of you who are in corporate America, you're going to the office every day, you stare around your office, your coworkers, what's the percentage of women do you think that are, are menopausal? The answer to that, for the menage a trois game, I waited to get the answers. For now, I'm going to give you the answers right up front. So the answer to that is 20%. So by 2018, 31 million women will be menopausal and will be in the workforce. So my point in saying this is that, I mean, it's a huge population of women who... Um, are in this stage of their life. And we're such a youth-obsessed country where everything's about being young and and, um, looking young that uh, older women kind of get the shaft a little bit because there's the emphasis on, like, being young is the way to go. A couple of questions before we hit break. So, and this this presents a, a... a dramatic mental image to me, but the American Congress of Obstetricians and Gynecologists report that an estimated number of how many women each day reach menopause? 60? 600? Or 6,000? And the answer is... Dun, 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 dun. The answer is 6,000 women. So again... Huge population in the workforce. Many women each day reach menopause. It's okay. So if you're a lady out there listening to the show, and maybe you're in perimenopause, or maybe you just got your period for the first time, and you think that menopause is some scary land out there that um, that happens to old ladies, have no fear. I think we gotta we gotta shift this idea that um, menopause relates to words like dry pasture prime, wrinkles, um, you know, old. So one last question before we break. What's the average age of menopause? Do you know? 
Do you think it's in your 40s, 50s, 60s? So the average age for actually white women is 51, 52, around 51, 52. Now for Hispanic and African-American women, the average age is a little, um, it happens sooner. So I believe it's around 48. And for Chinese and Japanese ladies, it happens a little later than 51, 52. And the most, um, if you're a smoker, I recommend that you consider quitting because smoking has a dramatic impact to when you reach menopause and it, it tends to create, um, it'll, it'll make menopause come earlier for a lot of women who smoke. And on that note, we're going to pause and take a break and we'll be back in two minutes and we're going to get into the crone and the enchantress when we come back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Visit InspiredToHelp.net for help in feeling more grounded, centered, and relaxed using different energy healing tools. Lorraine Giordano works with women and men in person or via Skype or telephone sessions. You can sign up for a single session or try one of our discounted multi-session packages. We also offer three levels of Reiki classes. Find out more at InspiredToHelp.net. You can even book Lorraine for a workshop or speaking event. Visit InspiredToHelp.net today. Do you get a little nervous or hesitate to discuss topics down there that aren't talked about often? We hear you. Or are you curious to look at frequently discussed topics from a different perspective? Visiting InspiredToHealth.net opens up a whole world of discussion that you may not have known even existed. Lorraine Giordano offers a forum of open and frank discussion about those seemingly unmentionable topics down below. Visit now, InspiredToHealth.net. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to the Womb Happy Hour. To reach Lorraine Giordano, her guest, or if you have a comment on the show, please call in to 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. Or send an email to info at inspiredtohealth.net. Now back to the Womb Happy Hour. Hi, everybody. We're back on to the Womb Happy Hour. I'm your host, Lorraine Giordano. Today we're playing with perimenopause and menopause, a favorite topic for for people all around, men and women. <laughs> and I guess the purpose of this show is to kind of like let's get over the taboo and the stigma related to. Um, menopause. I was saying earlier that, you know, all right, maybe during medieval times or, you know, a long time ago, the life expectancy for women was a lot shorter and men too. But now women are living a lot longer. So let's say the average age of menopause is 51, 52 and women are living to their early 80s. The majority of their life, majority of a a woman's life now is in menopause, right? So um, I'm working on the numbers. Well, is it maybe 
maybe not the majority, it depends, but it could be an equal balance between menstruating and not menstruating. But it doesn't mean that the game's over. And I think that um, how menopause is marketed and how it's been talked about and stigmatized and tabooized, like, it's just, it kind of bugs me. It's one of my pet peeves. So, um, yeah, so let's get into it a little bit more. Before we get into the crone or the enchantress and the crone, and why I think that's important to kind of pay attention to, I do want to point out, and I was saying before the break, that um, smoking is linked to um, women reaching menopause earlier. Then it's a contributing factor. Some other contributing factors are if you had chemotherapy, if you had ovarian surgery. Um, so the problem with smoking is that it, your ovaries take a big hit. So it's not good for your fertility either, but it's definitely not good for keeping your ovaries strong to help you through these hormonal transitions. And so the thing about earlier menopause is that it has been linked to increase in diseases, such as like heart disease or osteoporosis or even cancer. So um, menopause is not necessarily a thing you want to rush into, per se. You want it to evolve, and disease-wise, earlier the earlier you, you hit menopause, it has been linked, and this is not absolute. It's just a... You know, like anything, it's just a, it's information to pay attention to. Um, so even though our lifespan is a lot longer, women are living, the average age is in their early 80s. Um, currently right now, 2017, especially in the United States, we are bombarded with a lot of chemicals bombarding chemicals with our food and our water and the daily products that we use. So, how much earlier do you think, and this is based on research, how much earlier do you think that chemicals found, let's say in plastics or even in, in um, cosmetics, contribute to women experiencing menopause earlier? And so, based on a study done by PLOS1, it has an impact to two to four years. And these toxins found in plastics, cosmetics, that we use all the time, that we're drinking with in plastic water bottles, and even in all the daily products that we use, it's having an impact. So... Um, more research is needed regarding how these toxins are affecting women's hormones and their hormonal balance. But keep that in mind. You're going to want to go green. You're going to want to avoid phthalates and all these different kind of um, PCBs and all these um, pesticides that are often found in plastics. Um lotions, perfumes, even nail polish. So listen, yeah, medieval women, they weren't necessarily focused on getting their nails done. And 
how many women do you know that are going to, like, love to get their nails done, especially during the summertime? You know, with a little tan, you want to do a little mani-pedi. But this, these products are not necessarily good for our hormonal balance. All right, so those are a couple of things as part of um, testing your knowledge on menopause. So one big question is, before we get into the crone and the enchantress, is what do you think this difference is between perimenopause and menopause? Do you know what the difference is? Because there is a difference. So, perimenopause is really the time frame that a woman goes through, which typically starts around early 40s, 40, um, can even start a little earlier, and can go up until age 52 or go until the age of, you know, whenever a woman hits menopause so it's just a time frame where your body is transitioning and it's making less hormones that control your period so your estrogen and your progesterone the production of these hormones are different than they were let's say in your 20s so you know a lot of times people talk about hot flashes related to menopause it's kind of, um, it's not to say that women in menopause don't have hot flashes, but typically women in perimenopause are experiencing the hot flashes. So in perimenopause, um, oh, and one other thing. So the difference between perimenopause and menopause is that in menopause, it's basically you haven't gotten your period in 12 months. Boom. That's it. It's not some disease, it's not some, like, wacky, far away land of, like, you know, you're a different lady. You have to change your name because you're in menopause now. Just means you haven't gotten your period in 12 months. And so the symptoms of perimenopause are your periods can be light or heavy. They can be long or short. Some women have heavy bleeding. I remember my mom had like, she was wearing white pants during the summertime and she had heavy bleeding. And it was a little concerning, but it's because she was in perimenopause. I had a girlfriend who was at a bar not too long ago and she had heavy bleeding, like at the bar and kind of created a mess. These things happen. It's okay. Um, it could be embarrassing, but I'm saying this because if something like this has happened to you, a lot of times women feel like so embarrassed and, you know, it, they kind of get mad at their bodies, but this is something that women go through. So in perimenopause, you can have a decrease in your libido. So you might be less desiring to get it on with your partner. You might have vaginal dryness. Your boobies might be tender. Um, you might have difficulty sleeping. There might be a little bit of urine leakage. Um, or you might not be feeling anything. You know, there are a bunch of women who go through perimenopause and menopause who 
don't necessarily have a lot of symptoms. The one thing that I would say is that one of the symptoms is moodiness and depression. And I kind of think it's interesting because women in the United States in their 40s and 50s, there's a high percentage of them that are using antidepressants. Some say 25% and it's a growing number of women in their 40s and 50s that are popping antidepressants. And is this because of them not being able to deal or not deal is not the, is the right word, but because they're experiencing some hormonal transitions that are stirring up some emotional upheaval. So I think there's an opportunity to, um, to kind of shift um, women's reaction to their women's awareness of their hormones, how they, you know, how it sits in their bodies and how they deal with their emotions. In Chinese medicine, hormonal balance relates to emotional states and there is a relationship between the heart and the uterus. So if you think about it, in Chinese medicine, they are very well aware that the heart beats um, and it pumps blood and it relates to a surging of life flowing through our whole body. So the uterus also has a beat and it also pumps blood where life grows. So even in menopause though, the uterus still has a beat. And in Chinese medicine, the uterus acts like a second heart. So um, if you've been kind of pushing aside or neglecting or swallowing a lot of emotions, I think during menopause, it presents an opportunity for a lot of letting go, a lot of like releasing. And I still didn't get into the crone and the enchantress, but why I think that's important is that when we're young, there are four archetypes. And so when we're young, the maiden is related to the waxy moon. It relates to pre-ovulation. When we're uh, in the full moon and we're in ovulation, it's the archetype is the mother. Uh, during the waning mood, moon, the enchantress is the archetype, which relates to a mature, sexy sorceress. And the crone relates to the dark moon, an ancient woman. woman. And what most people don't realize is that the word crone means crown. So post-menopause, in what ways can you reclaim your crown? In what ways can you honor your unique superpowers and go deeper into your own truth? And I think during this period of menopause and beyond, there's an opportunity to kind of give birth to a reinvention of your desires and your dreams. And on that note, we're going to take a break. See you on the flip side of two minutes.
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Visit inspiredtohelp.net for help in feeling more grounded, centered, and relaxed using different energy healing tools. Lorraine Giordano works with women and men in person or via Skype or telephone sessions. You can sign up for a single session or try one of our discounted multi-session packages. We also offer three levels of Reiki classes. Find out more at inspiredtohealth.net. You can even book Lorraine for a workshop or speaking event. Visit inspiredtohealth.net today. Do you get a little nervous or hesitate to discuss topics down there that aren't talked about often? We hear you. Or are you curious to look at frequently discussed topics from a different perspective? Visiting inspiredtohealth.net opens up a whole world of discussion that you may not have known even existed. Lorraine Giordano offers a form of open and frank discussion about those seemingly unmentionable topics down below. Visit now, inspiredtohealth.net. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to the Womb Happy Hour. To reach Lorraine Giordano, her guest, or if you have a comment on the show, please call in to 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. Or send an email to info at inspiredtohealth.net. Now back to the Womb Happy Hour. Hi, everybody. This is Lorraine Giordano, your host of the Womb Happy Hour. Today, we're playing with perimenopause and menopause. Um, and prior to break, we were just talking about the enchantress and the crone. So, I think that older women do get a bad rap, especially if you want to clear out a room, like start talking about symptoms of menopause. Um, guys get uncomfortable with it. If you talk about it in the workplace, it's, you know, it's not a well-received topic. Um, even though, like what I was saying before, that 20% of, uh, of the, the workforce in the United States is menopausal. And actually, they say that um, 75 to 80% of women are experiencing some sort of uh, menopausal symptoms that we're going to get into. But before that, I was talking about the enchantress and the crone. So there's four archetypes, and it's kind of tied to the menstrual lunar mythology of feminine energy. The maiden, the mother, the enchantress relates to the waning moon during a time of premenstrual um, flow, and it's tied to the mature sexy sorceress. So if you think about it, I don't know if any of you saw on TV Jennifer Lopez at the, the July 4th fireworks spectacular that was on last night but you might say that she's a enchantress i mean she was wearing some crazy dress with slits i mean she's like close to 50 and she's still rocking it the crone relates to the dark moon an ancient woman i think typically the image of the crone relates to someone who's ugly or known as a hag but and if you want to check on this, the Woman's Dictionary of Symbols and Secret Objects, the word crone means crown. So if you think about it, 
especially in the United States. I think in some other cultures, older women are a little bit more respected, maybe in Europe or India, for their wisdom. The United States, it's kind of like, you know, older women don't have um, the cash as like the young vixens out there. And our culture is so obsessed with looking young that it kind of creates an air of um, not good enough if you're, let's say, in your 50s or your 60s and you feel as though you got to look like you're in your 20s or 30s in order to, to, to be enough to compete with the youngsters, which is just silly. Um, so I think that we're at a time, because our life expectancy expectancy is we're aging, and we're aging a lot more graceful, um, to kind of own all the lessons that we learned along the way from when we were a maiden, during that period of motherhood, during our sexy sorceress period, and kind of leverage all that to kind of really be empowered as as the um, as the crone, as the older, wise, powerful woman. Doesn't mean that we're not sexy anymore. Doesn't mean that we're not into our sensuality or pleasure or um, intelligence. I mean, I think that this is where we're at. So the word hag actually has a negative connotation for older women, right? Uh, she's a hag. But actually, hag is derived from the word hagia, which is related to the word holy. And it's a wise woman, knows the ways of nature, of healing, of traditions of the goddess. So I say, let's bring on the crone and let's bring on the hag. Um, rather than fight aging, rather than fight feeling like we're not good enough because maybe we didn't do certain things that we wanted to do, it doesn't mean that each day there's not an opportunity to reinvent ourselves, especially during the period of menopause. So let's embrace rather than fight. So the crone is quiet, turns inward, and allows events to happen. So I think the crone epitomizes the true feminine. So rather than, you know, when you're a mother, you're doing, doing, doing. Well, when you're a mating, you're doing in order to find your mate and to, uh, you know, or find your career. And then when you're a mother, you're giving birth to and nurturing everybody else. But when you're the crone you are able to shift. You have a connection. You're able to tap into universal energy um, and know how to create using your intentions and knowing how to to maneuver your own energy to, to get what you want. So the crone relates to rebirthing power, the creatrix, very capable and assured. And some of the stuff that happens that's stigmatized and that's talked about so often with menopause, I mean, what if we were sold or marketed to, you know, what if when we were from the age of three 
to 50 to think about, well, menopause is your best time of your life. Menopause is the time where you have the best sex. Always. Menopause is the time where you feel the most beautiful that you've ever felt in your life. What if, what if it's marketed that way? What if it's talked about that way? Because it's definitely not talked about that way that much now. I think on TV, the pharmaceutical company is trying to make uh, you know, drugs up in order to kind of help relieve menopausal symptoms. But do they really work? They're just looking for money. But what if collectively we started talking about menopause as like the end-all be-all, like it's where everything's at rather than your prime is when you're in your early 20s. I mean, I think that's how we're kind of designed in a certain way. But I think it's important to pay attention to what we can let go of in order to bring in what we need in order to tap into our own deep truths and our own superpowers. So let's talk about hot flashes because that's a stereotypical image of a menopausal woman or a perimenopausal woman. Again, like hot flashes doesn't tends to happen during that hormonal transitioning. So hot flashes are caused by fluctuating blood sugar levels. So you are what you eat. So foods, your diet plays such a huge role, not only when you're younger, but during menopause as well. So there's no time like the present if you haven't been paying attention to what you're eating and you're kind of going through perimenopause and you know you're going to be hitting menopause pretty soon. It's not too late to kind of focus on foods that you're eating and you're going to want to eat low glycemic foods and in a few seconds I'm going to get into some superfoods that can that are known to help. I'm not in menopause right now. I would say I'm in perimenopause. Um, but I do think that from a physical perspective, hot flashes are contributed by your blood sugar levels. But from an energetic kind of perspective, right, because I'm an energy healer person, I kind of think of hot flashes as an electrical power surge. So what if over many, you know, over a lot of time, there were certain things that you wanted to create or give birth to that you kind of pulled back on and you kind of didn't allow the energy of that to kind of release. Let's say you wanted, you had an idea for a project to create something and you started doing it and then you pulled back on it. And maybe that happened 20 years ago and it upset you, but you just kind of pushed it to the side and then you went on your way. I think maybe as we get older, our bodies try to kind of, we're energetic beings, like we're made out of energy. So I think maybe hot flashes, which a lot of women go through, not everybody, but what if that's like an, what if that's your divine wisdom of your body kind of releasing stuff that, releasing energy that never really got expressed from an earlier time? I don't have any scientific backing on this, but ponder it. Think about it. So 
the triggers for hot flashes tend to be, and I don't have hot flashes during my perimenopause, but they tend to be booze, so alcohol, caffeine, stress, um, hot temperatures. If you're overweight, women tend to have more hot flashes. If you smoke, um, spicy foods, certain, um, you know, I have some friends who are, who have a lot of hot flashes that want to wear cotton all the time. So those are some triggers. But here are some things that you might want to consider. So like diet. I'm going to give you some foods before we hit break. And then when I come back, we're going to get into exercise as well. But some superfoods that help to reduce inflammation um, relate to omega-3s. Omega-3 fatty acids. They are known to reduce hot flashes, and they also are known to um, reduce the symptoms of depression. So perhaps rather than popping antidepressants, making some beneficial changes to diet could have a, have a positive impact. So golden flax seeds, walnuts, pecans, chia seeds, sesame, hemp, those kind of seeds, those proteins, Salmon, mackerel, sardines, fresh tuna, herring, anchovies, trout. Those are also high in omega-3s. Um, and beans are really good, like aduki beans, chickpeas, pinto, kidney, lentil, green peas. There are foods that vibrate a certain way that really help to reduce inflammation. And so... The thing about early menopause or even menopause is that because there's less estrogen, um, there's an imbalance of estrogen, then it does possibly relate to an increased risk of heart disease and, and osteoporosis and other cancers. So those are some foods. We're going to get into the benefits of exercise and sex. So on that note, we're going to take a two-minute break, and then I'm going to give you some suggestions on ways to alleviate some issues with libido if you're experiencing them. Okay, see you on the flip side of two minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Visit InspiredToHelp.net for help in feeling more grounded, centered, and relaxed using different energy healing tools. Lorraine Giordano works with women and men in person or via Skype or telephone sessions. You can sign up for a single session or try one of our discounted multi-session packages. We also offer three levels of Reiki classes. Find out more at InspiredToHealth.net. You can even book Lorraine for a workshop or speaking event. Visit InspiredToHealth.net today. Do you get a little nervous or hesitate to discuss topics down there that aren't talked about often? We hear you. Or are you curious to look at frequently discussed topics from a different perspective? Visiting InspiredToHealth.net opens up a whole world of discussion that you may not have known even existed. 
Lorraine Giordano offers a form of open and frank discussion about those seemingly unmentionable topics down below. Visit now, inspiredtohealth.net. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. are listening to the womb happy hour to reach lorraine giordano her guest or if you have a comment on the show please call in to 1-866-472-5792 that's 1-866-472-5792 or send an email to info at inspiredtohealth.net now back to the womb happy hour hi everybody this is lorraine giordano host of the womb happy hour Thank you for joining today. Uh, we are talking about, we are playing with perimenopause and menopause. So perimenopause, just a phase of transitioning from different levels of estrogen and progesterone. It could run a few years, could run a decade. Um, some women have serious symptoms, some other women, some other women don't. Although the statistics out there and not, you know, statistics are just information. It doesn't mean that that's what you're going to have. Um, and I was talking about these power surges or hot flashes that a lot of women talk about. And that's a stereotypical kind of image of someone going through their, a woman going through her changes. But, um, you know, what if women kind of focused on their diet more, exercise, there was um, a report that I put in my newsletter last year, but that exercise at a younger age can help benefit the symptoms of menopause. So if you're exercising in your 20s, consider that that's going to have a beneficial effect for when you hit menopause and, and actually have a better effect on reducing your risk for heart disease. So just because you're in menopause doesn't mean you have heart disease. It just is because of um, the changes in estrogen. It sometimes affects um, your blood pressure. And um, depending on your lifestyle, like how often you're exercising, what your diet is. I was just giving some examples of diet. Um, increasing your omega-3s and any anti-inflammation kind of um, anti-inflammatory foods are beneficial. Um, so diet, exercise, um, and if you're having problems with sex, so let's say one of the common, besides hot flashes, is a change in lubrication, Um, So less estrogen can impact your vaginal tissues because there's less collagen. So it could decrease your libido. Maybe maybe not. But, you know, as far as my clients, older, older clients who are going through menopause, you know, they kind of say they have less libido and they're not having a lot of sex. But which came first, the chicken or the egg? So it's helpful healthful to remain sexually active. Why? Because that sends blood flow down there. It strengthens your vaginal walls and your pelvic muscles. So 
If you're looking for some more natural lubricants, vitamin E, wheat germ oil, or sea buckthorn oil has been known to be helpful lubricants. Uh, Kegel exercises um, helps with sexual pleasure and one of the symptoms of urinary uh, leakage um, or urinary problems, Kegels really help. Um, One other thing for vaginal dryness is maca. So maca is a good hormone balancer. It helps with hot flashes and vaginal dryness. So I think there's a there's a misperception that older women they're dried up and they're not like having a lot of action. I think that that's silly. Again, women are designed for pleasure. I don't think that gets turned off once you hit menopause. I think if you're owning your crown, if you're owning your crone, why not have some good sex still? So a couple of things with hormones. I would highly recommend you go check out your hormones. If you're having some of these symptoms, check out your doctor, go to a holistic person who's good with hormones, Um, seek support. Do research, but also seek out some support because it's um, a little information goes a long way. And because as we get older, some of these health issues come up more like cancers, um, heart disease, osteoporosis. So in an effort to tie in some songs, so to pay attention to your hormonal balance, um, your risk of decreased libido is often associated with low estradiol, low testosterone, or too much progesterone. So as an anthem, Marvin Gaye's sexual healing, it's good for you. So again, I was just saying, the more sex you have, it helps to kind of keep and strengthen down there. Um, the risks of depression. A lot of women going through depression. They're popping these antidepressants, which have consequences. So happy days are here again. So um, understanding that if you have low estradiol or low testosterone, um, that could be causing you to feel depressed. Um, Anxiety, you might not be having a lot of progesterone. So Happy Days Are Here Again by Barbara Streisand. As an anthem, ask your doctor, you know, can I check out my hormones? Get an understanding of what's going on, like where you're low, where you're high, where you're in balance. Um, Estradiol, and I'm probably not even saying that properly, is a female sex hormone that's the predominant estrogen. Um, It has a big impact on your reproductive health and your sexual function, organs, and bones. So a couple of other um, supplements that you might want to consider before we wrap up for today Um, And I've used this personally. It's D-I-M. It's uh, diode, and I can't even say the full name. But DIM, it helps with estrogen metabolism. So, So a couple of things. 
make sure your diet is filled with um, really vibrant foods, high in omega-3s, good protein, good B vitamins, and good minerals. Magnesium is very important. And then um, make sure you're exercising. It's good for your bones. It's good for your overall health. And it's a good stress reliever. And it's a good boost to confidence. And make sure you're getting support. Ask questions to your doctor. Do a little research on hormonal balance. Um, And then know that there are supplements. So I take DIM, which is a phytochemical found in cruciferous vegetables. It's shown to reduce the risk of breast and cervical and other cancers, and it basically helps to balance your estrogen. Maca plus DIM has been known to help with hot flashes. It's a good combination for, um, and again, I'm not a doctor, nor do I pretend to be one on TV, but some ideas to help you out. DHEA is a precursor hormone. It's a natural steroid. Your adrenals produce it. A lot of women tend to be adrenal fatigued, And sometimes that helps as a good boost, something to look into. So on that note, and progenolone, which is a precursor hormone, that's also worth looking into. So again, own your crown as the crone, as the enchantress. If you're going through perimenopausal symptoms, don't suffer in isolation. Know that there's options, there's things to do. And... It's time that we kind of shift the taboos that exist for talking about menopause. It's not an end. It's actually a huge beginning. It's a new, it's a, it's a way to reinvent, to kind of hone in and tap into your feminine power more and in a different way and in a deeper way than maybe when you were younger. And on that note, thank you so much for joining. If you'd like to connect with me on Facebook, you can find me on Inspire to Health. Follow me on Twitter at Inspire the Number Two Health. I am your host, Lorraine Giordano, and you're listening to the Womb Happy Hour. Remember to send some love and light down there, and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for joining us for the womb happy hour be sure to tune in again for another edition featuring your host lorraine giordano next wednesday at 3 p.m pacific time 6 p.m eastern time on the voice america health and wellness channel have an excellent week